The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. And hello again, wrestling fans. It is Thursday afternoon, or at least when you're watching it, Thursday afternoon, 12 o'clock, your trip through history, the great rich history of our great sport, as Tony Giovanni would uh, say. I think I just messed up a slight bit, but the rich history of our great sport, I think is probably better how he would describe it. But uh, yeah, it's Thursday when you're watching it. It is Tuesday afternoon, evening right now when I'm recording this. Um, still foot up uh, elevated, but hopefully getting the cast off uh, tomorrow morning and heading to uh, Timmins, Ontario for a family uh, funeral, unfortunately. But so a lot of things going on. We wanted to make sure we got this in and did not lose a week on our uh, trip through history. So thank you for joining us on YouTube and Facebook. Later on, listening to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. As you heard from the voice of John Scott, we are part of the Johnners Podcasting Network, and that is of the UK. But there's podcasts from all over the world involved with this uh, network. And we just recently launched its own app. So go check out the Google store to find the Johnners Podcasting Network app. Almost 40 different uh, podcasting channels all on this uh, network. So many different varieties of shows, different areas of the world you're hearing from down in the U.S. There's uh, obviously in the U.K., uh, and so you're going to know talent from there here in Ontario, everywhere. So if you're loving podcasts, you can go to the Johnners Podcast Network and catch all that. Uh, so want to uh, thank you for being part of that. Download the app and reminding you that we are sponsored by Cool Bet. Stay cool, bet responsibly, and go get your T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Scumbags Wrestling. If you get the Ontario Indie Comic Book uh, cover, you're always going to be sponsoring money towards uh, Stevens Wrestling Journey and Carry Malformation Research at Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. So buy your t-shirts through prowrestlingtees.com backslash scumbags wrestling and get yourself a great t-shirt and help a great cause. And reminding you that this weekend, so on the 28th, only a couple days from now, Heatwave Summer Market Hot Sauce Expo happening at Budweiser Gardens. 35 vendors of uh, hot sauces, chicken wings. You got uh, craft beers. There's going to be a patio out there. You name it, it's happening at Heatwave. Don't uh, regret missing this because London is only a short drive from anywhere in Ontario, basically. And we want to get out there, enjoy ourselves responsibly, and support great events whenever they're available. Just like we uh, asked you to go out and support Ribfest, and people did uh, just that. Tons of people showed up for that. So help support Heatwave Hot Sauce Expo. Now, let's head over to Niagara Falls and check in with Jonesy, who put this list together. Because we're talking about August 20th through the 26th. How are you, Jonesy? I'm pretty good at the moment. Oh, things I, I plugged there before bringing in. Yeah. I'm looking for the right uh, week. I got the wrong week up here somewhere. Uh-oh. 
Yeah, That's okay. I, I just got your other list for the next week, and I'll, I'll be, be uh, researching uh, our uh, pictures for that while I'm probably on the road to Timmins, Ontario, and we'll be ready to record for the next week. We're doing but, the 20th to the 26th today. That is correct. So, but how are things in Niagara Falls? Um, fairly, definitely busy, busy, busy on the weekends, um, the weekdays. Today wasn't too bad. If you're sitting in the shade, it was beautiful. If you're out in the sun today, yikes. Yeah. It, it, seems it, was, to be a, it, was, a, it was another hot one. All over Ontario, that seems to be the uh, case. But, uh, hey, as long as you got some air conditioning, a big glass of water, what more can you want? So let's sit back and listen to some of the great history of our sport. All right. We're going to start with August 20th, 67 years ago in Atlanta, Georgia. June Byers uh, defeated Mildred Burke to win the NWA World Women's Championship. 58 years ago in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Crusher and the Dick Bruiser defeated the Kamalkovs which was Ivan and Carol Koloff, uh, to win the AWA World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Crusher and the Dick would go on to win the AWA Tag Titles five times together. Very accomplished tag team. Probably uh, up there in comparison now with what New Day and the Usos and the Bar did, considering they were uh, one of the teams who won the titles five times. And there's probably not a lot of teams that did that. In their era. Indeed. 26 years ago in Kawasaki, Japan, Cactus Jack defeated Terry Funk in a no ropes exploding barbed wire uh, ring time bomb match to win the International Wrestling Association Japan King Up Death Match Tournament. And I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't a bunch of sparklers and a fizzle out blood fart in church that AEW ended up having with their version of deathmatch, because these guys set the standard of what to look for for uh, deathmatches. Moving on, 25 years ago at a WCW Saturday night taping in Dalton, Georgia, Lord Steven Regal defeated Lex Luger to win the WCW World Television Championship. 20 years ago on Raw is War, Sarah defeated Diamond Dallas Page. This is the only ever match for the then then wife of The Undertaker. The show is best remembered for Kurt Angle spoiling Lost in Appreciation Night by hosing the alliance with milk, leading Jim Ross to spout the iconic line, the billion-dollar princess has become a dairy queen. Yeah, that was just horrible, uh, what happened with DDP and having to be jobbed out like he did. The, the whole storyline with Sarah was ridiculous, as it was. And then you see this picture that's up here. And she's like almost doing a push up to hold yeah. him down uh, in that pose. And he's laying there like he's Undertaker instead of DDP. Just horrible. Like, as the picture says, first match versus three time world champion. Crazy. And then, of course, Milkomania running wild, uh, redoing the beer truck that Austin did years uh, prior. There's actually a whole uh, podcast with uh, Angle uh, talking about this with Conrad Thompson uh, a couple of episodes ago on uh, his uh, the Kurt Angle show. And he talks all about how they led up to it and kept Kurt actually out of 
the whole show until that final moment where he pulled in with the uh, milk truck and uh, let everybody have it. But imagine uh, having to go home after being sprayed with the milk because it wasn't just the uh, ring that got it. There would have been a lot of people in the front row on the horseshoe uh, of that ring yeah, getting soaked with milk too and then trying to get home with before it started spoiling. Well, I'm see. I'm wondering if it was ever actually milk. Oh, it was milk. See, that actually shocks me because, yeah, that would like. I'm sorry if I was the arena, like all oh, the cleanup of that. Oh my god. Oh, for sure. It and had to be like, more watered down, though. It didn't look like it was like thick milk. It was definitely uh, not, you know, homogenized. It could have been some one percent uh, there, but you know, maybe powdered I, milk. Just like uh, with Austin in the beer truck, that was actual beer, and that's why he tried uh, taking a sip and uh, nearly blowing his head off. And, of course, Angle stood on top of the uh, truck afterwards and down two uh, curtains of milk, just like Austin uh, did with his beer. And uh, Really good night, and uh, cementing him as one of the top baby faces for uh, WD at the time, uh, considering Austin was still... Uh, focused on wanting to be a heel, which in that ill-fated decision of his. But yes. Vince and uh, JR apparently owed it to uh, Austin to at least give her the old college tries after everything that Austin did for them. All right. 15 years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam 2006. It featured the final WWE match of Hulk Hogan, Hogan would win that match with a classic Hogan leg drop. Against the legend killer, Randy Orton. Yes. 11 years ago, Jimmy Saeed Waba, uh, a.k.a. Shandar Akbar, dies of prostate cancer in Garland, Texas. He was 75. He was born September 29th, 1934 in Vernon. Uh, Sak Akbar, uh, Arabic for Alexander the Great, would wrestle for more than a decade, most notably for Mid-South Sports, NWA Tri-State, the WWWF, and Australian Australian World Championship Wrestling. In the late 70s, he'd retire, become a manager for the likes of Abdul the Butcher, Cactus Jack, Dustin Reynolds, Steve Austin, Ted DiBiase, and The Punisher, who would, of course, go on to have a somewhat moderate success as the Undertaker. Yeah, just a little bit of success. Unfortunately, yeah. like I've heard his name before, but I've never actually don't recall seeing anything with uh, Skandar Akbar. Um, it may have been uh, more of the USWA, uh, and that's where he was with Austin then, and uh, Undertaker uh, and people like them at that time. But I don't think he uh, ever made it to uh, the WWF during the time that I ended up uh, starting my fandom. Yeah, no, it, it said that he was uh, there when they had the extra W. Yeah. All right. Ten years ago, Matt Hardy was arrested for drunk driving after his car hit a tree. If it was his car, why was he arrested? Uh, he would be released from TNA, uh, but, of course, he'd return to TNA in July of 2014. Wow, he, yikes. What a wonderful <laughs> mugshot from that is TMZ. A great picture, man. Uh, six years ago, John Zena grants his 500th wish on the Today Morning Show. Uh, present day, Zena has granted over 650 wishes. That's crazy how many 
I think he's the uh, most uh, from any celebrity to mm -hmm. uh, give that many wishes. It was a milestone of 500, but now he's at 650 or uh, more. It's incredible. And that's probably the w single most reason why as much as people would love to see him turn heel and they teased it with the Bray Wyatt uh, Firefly Funhouse match at the WrestleMania 36, he never turned heel like Hogan did. Yes, he was heel uh, the, when he was doing the rapper thing, but then got, became face and has never looked back, unfortunately. Uh, Character-wise, might have been awesome, but because of his outside endeavors, I don't think it'll ever happen. And, of course, it's a happy 57th birthday to Terry Potch, best known as WWF's Tory. Moving on to August 21st, 59 years ago in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Vern Gagne defeated Mr. M to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. 56 years ago in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Crusher defeated Bad Dog Vachon to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. That's a big blonde boy. And there's another big blonde boy. Yep. 42 years ago, Dusty Rhodes defeated Harley Race to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship for the first time. This loss would end Race's 926-day run as champ. Race, however, would win the title back just five days later. Yeah, it's a long uh, title run, and people thought uh, Walter holding uh, the NXT UK title for over 870 days was a long reign, but uh, for Harley at 926. Mm -hmm. 24 years ago, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 35. This was the final edition of the series that began way back in March of 1988. Two titles uh, would change hands. Steve McMichael defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the WCW United States Championship. And Alex Wright defeated the Ultimo Dragon to win the WCW World TV title. Das Wunderkin. Das Wunderkin. <laughs> 21 years ago on Raw is War, Lita defeated Stephanie McMahon in the show's main event to win the WWF Women's Championship. This marked the first time in Raw history that a women's match main evented the show. Weird. I thought... Uh... Trish and Steph were first, but I guess Steph and, uh, Stephanie stands to reason with the boss's daughter uh, getting in on the uh, uh, milestone first. Yeah. 19 years ago, at a NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view, Jerry Lynn defeated Loki and AJ Styles in a ladder match to win the TNA X Division Championship. 16 years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam uh, 2005. Chris Benoit defeated Orlando Jordan in just 26 seconds to win the WWE United States Championship. Rey Mysterio defeated Eddie Guerrero in a custody of Dominic ladder match. Kurt Angle defeated Eugene to regain possession of Angle's Olympic gold medals. Did he lose those more than once? Yeah, probably. Uh, oh. Sort of like the Million Dollar uh, Championship. Just and Hulk sudden. Hogan defeated Shawn Michaels in a over-the-top Shawn Michaels um, acrobatic match. Yeah, there was some extreme selling there. It didn't help that uh, when it was first proposed and Shawn ended up uh, turning heel to make this program happen, that 
it was supposed to be a 203 uh, sort of uh, event spread over time. And obviously uh, one would get the win, the other one would get the win. And then somehow they'd decide who was going to get the third win. But then if you believe uh, rumor and innuendo, Hogan played the Hogan card and said, nah, no, brother, I'm just, it's one and done. And that's even though Sean had found religion and was a new man, that didn't set too well with him, obviously. And so he over-exaggerated every bump possible. Like, you would think that Hogan was some sort of uh, Marvel or DC superhero with uh, bionic powers making Michaels bounce around like he did. And it's unfortunate for the business. Uh, and that's probably also one of the good examples of why Austin and Hogan never happened because of the same mentality of not wanting to do business. Uh, but I can only imagine what could have been had egos not gotten in the way. Well said. Hey, it's a happy 35th birthday to Benjamin Satterley, a.k.a. PAC Pack. Also known as, of course, Adrian Neville. Or a uh, some kind of gargoyle-ish monster. Well, yeah, Vince McMahon always wanted his own Mighty Mouse and stuff like that. And that's why Adrian Neville became Neville and wore a, uh, a super cape and it was almost like his Mighty Mouse. And yeah, he... And Pac would have been great uh, on the set of, uh, say, uh, The Hobbit or uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. I love those with, ears, with his, man. With That's his look. Fantastic. Some people pay for, for those ears. Exactly. Uh, other birthdays go to Eve Marie Torres Gracie, who is the uh, winner of the 2007 WWE Diva Search, and she is turning 37. And today would have been the 97th birthday of Patrick John O'Connor. Pat is a member of the Stampede Wrestling Hall of Fame, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame since 1996, and the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame since 2007. August 22nd, 22 years ago, SummerSlam 99 from Minneapolis, Minnesota took place. Testa would defeat Shane McMahon in a love her, leave her Greenwich street fight match. The Undertaker and the Big Slow defeated uh, X-Pac and Kane to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. And Mankind defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H in a triple threat match to win the WWF Championship. And this was the year that the Minnesota governor, Jesse DeBody Ventura, was the special guest referee. Yeah, a lot of uh, things, uh, at least briefly, got uh, resolved between uh, the issues of uh, Vince and Jesse. And uh, even though Jesse had already sued them, I think, by that time for uh, rights for uh, his voice being used on uh, the WD 24-7 uh, channel and stuff like that. Uh, he was probably the only one who ever got money out of that uh, whole thing uh, for royalties. And then I think there's a part during the match that Steve Austin gets tangled up in the ropes or something. And of all people, Triple H has to kind of help him, but not mm -hmm. help him and not make it look so obvious that he was helping him. 
But uh, yeah, a decent match between uh, them and Triple Threat. Alrighty, and we're moving on to 16 years ago on Raw from Hampton, Virginia. John Cena defeated Chris Jericho in a Euroar fired match to retain the WWE Championship. Per pre-match stipulations, Jericho was fired. Jericho would return to the WWE in November of 2007. Ten years ago on Raw from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Air Boom, Evan Bourne, and Kofi Kingston defeated David Otunga and Michael McGillicuddy to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Yeah, look and a couple- see how many titles Kofi has with the tag teams because I think the New Day is up to like nine or ten, and then you have this uh, reign with uh, Evan Bourne, and I know him and CM Punk had at least uh, one reign together. So Kofi is quite the decorated mm-hmm. uh, tag team champion. Absolutely. Uh, two birthdays. One goes to Paul Ellering, uh, the Road Warriors manager, on and off the camera, and it uh, it, it would be his sorry is his 68th birthday, and today would have been the 116th birthday of legendary wrestling promoter Sam Munchnik. He was inducted into the first Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame, uh, class back in 1996, and posthumously inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2003, the NWA Hall of Fame in 2005, and the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2007. Uh, His 23rd... 22 years ago at a Nitro, Raven walked out of WCW. Taking Bishop up on his deal of anyone that wanted to leave could uh, um, go uh, ugh, could and go back to ECW. Uh, second, the show was a main event, not by a match, but by the musical performance from rock band Kiss. The song they performed, "God of Thunder," ended with the debut of the Kiss Demon. The demon, the demon was originally played by Brian Adams, but the gimmick was soon passed to Dale Tolberg. 22 years ago on Raw is more from Ames, Iowa. Uh, Triple H defeated Mankind to uh, capture the WWF Championship. Shane McMahon was the special referee. Also on that show, Mark Henry is awarded the WWF European Championship by Jeff Jarrett one day after Henry turned on D'Lo Brown and helped Jarrett unify the European and Intercontinental titles. Isn't that just kind of Avoid what happened the night before? Oh. Pretty much. And the show features a pair of debuts. Uh, Stacy Carter debuted as Miss Kitty, the personal assistant for Jeff Jarrett's uh, manager, Deborah. And also Lillian Garcia made her debut for WWE. And I think she was the first, pretty much the second um, uh, full-time announcer that they had. The first one was that um, Mike McGurk. Yep, second uh, female to do so, and the uh, upside is she was able to do uh, the national anthems, and mm-hmm. uh, I think probably upcoming in a, a future episode, we're probably going to end up talking about uh, the uh, September 13th uh, show, where she opened up uh, with the uh, national anthem and just killed it. 11 years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam. 
In the pre-show dark match, Beth Phoenix last eliminated Kelly Kelly and Eve Torres to win a 15-diva battle royal. Kane defeated the Greek Kali. Randy Orton defeated John Cena to retain the WWE Championship. This was a uh, this had actually three restarts after Orton was disqualified, then was counted out, and had an illegal pin. And the main event, CM Punk defeated Jeff Hardy in a tables, ladders, and chairs match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Six years ago, The Undertaker beat Brock Lesnar by submission at SummerSlam. Unfortunately, oh, to, sorry. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to do it at WrestleMania no. when it truly mattered. Yes. Oh, well. August 24th, 36 years ago in Philly, the Dream Team, uh, Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine, defeated the U.S. Express Mike Rotunda uh, and Barry Windham to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Now it's at Rotunda, Rotundo. Uh, his real name is Rotunda, but his character name was Rotundo for oh, whatever okay. reason. So that's why it's all kind of mixed up. In oh, right. NWE, and then I think when he was over in uh, NWA, WCW, it was Rotunda. Um, and then, hmm. of course, he was uh, IRS, BK Wall Street, uh, Michael hey, Wall IRS, Street. IRS, I think, is one of the better gimmicks that they had. Just for the reason that if it wasn't for him, I would I wouldn't have paid my taxes on time. I wouldn't have done my income taxes properly if it wasn't for his tutelage. I'm cracking all right. down on all the tax cheats. That's right. Thirty-one years ago in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the Steve uh, the the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, uh, defeated the Rock and Roll Express to win the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. 27 years ago, WCW Clash of Champions 28, which was highlighted by the first ever singles match between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair on broadcast television. Flair would win via countout. The show featured the final televised match of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat until 2009, as he suffered a career-ending back injury during his match. Steamboat would be fired via FedEx the next month. If I recall right, this is also the uh, Clash of Champions where uh, Hogan got attacked uh, from behind and got his knee taken out. Um, Not sure if this is the one where uh, it was was his first attack or if this was the attack that he came back later and did the match with Flair, but then the masked man came out at the end and Hogan took him down and ripped off the mask and found out it was Brother Brudeye. Yes, I'm going to say the that butcher. because uh, I remember that the one where he gets taken out by Brutus before they know it's Brutus, um, the main event there, Sting was called in and to fly in to take on Ric Flair, I believe. Yeah, and it was questionable whether or not yeah. Hogan was going to be returning, but he made it out there and... Trooped it, he hung it out and did the Hogan thing. And then the um, comment of the uh, night after uh, he got his mask ripped off, uh, it was Shivani going, he just butchered a friendship. Yes. Nice. God, what is he going to be called next? (laughs) 
25 years ago, WWF presented Experience from the Canadian National Exhibition Stadium in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. 21,211 were in attendance for the event, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the big event. Uh, the attendance for the event attracted uh, only a third of the audience of 10 years ago. However, I don't know if this was a free event, as the previous one was, or if they actually, I don't know, does it say on there if it was free? No, it doesn't. This is the uh, just the paper that would have come in the program. Yeah. It might uh, have been, like it was a part of the CNE, but uh, I'm not sure of that time because... And I know other fairs started doing it. They 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 started to charge five ten bucks if you wanted an actual, you know, promised seat. Uh, and I'm thinking they might have started that around at that time. Yeah, it's oh. uh, possible with that. But uh, yeah, so if people are watching, they can see what the full card was. Mm -hmm. Still a good uh, um, amount of people. Uh, on the card was Jose Lothario defeating Jim Cornette. Psycho Sid defeated Vader in a Lumberjack match. Playing the role of the Lumberjacks were members of the CFL uh, Canadian team, the Toronto Argonauts. The Undertaker would defeat Mankind in a casket match, and Shawn Michaels defeated Goldust in a ladder match to retain the WWF Championship. I would have been fine with that card. Yeah, it looks like a wonderful card. I don't think uh, in all the cards that I ever did uh, attend, um, I don't recall ever seeing a casket match, so it would have been nice to have uh, witnessed. Yes, I definitely have. I can't recall seeing a casket match as well. Anywho, 22 years ago, Bart Gunn won the Brawl for All in $75,000. Yeah, what would it bring that, him, though? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that ill-fated... Uh, Gimmick was not uh, as uh, productive as it probably could have been uh, because you had guys who were talking tough in the back, and that's what got uh, the idea of this going. But when then you put them actually in the ring and put boxing gloves on wrestlers who don't normally box, just the t uh, steps, the timing, everything was so off. Uh, a lot of people thought that... Uh, Steve Williams, Dr. Death was being brought in uh, for this matter and was going to end up dominating the thing and get a title shot towards Austin. And that might have been some of the pipe dreams. But uh, you also were having guys like um, JBL, who was uh, talking tough uh, backstage. And supposedly, if you believe dirt sheets, and uh, even there was a whole episode on... Um, dark side of the ring about this but it was almost like vince russo and them were going well let's put your money where your mouth is mm. and see see if uh, you actually can back up your words and beat somebody up and that's why this was also a concept but nobody ever expected bart gun to uh come out of it but there were so many injuries uh it basically was the downfall of steve williams it was uh almost the ending of um uh, uh Mark uh, Canterbury, Henry Godwin, you know, just so many bad choices made through this. And thankfully, it's never been done again. Indeed. 22 years ago was the smart, uh, the first SmackDown. Uh, Triple H and The Rock was the main event with Michaels as the referee. 
Also on that card, Big Boss Man defeated Al Snow to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. Yeah, this is considered the pilot episode uh, for SmackDown, so it's not even, I don't think, considered episode number one. Uh, it's the pilot, and then you had, I think this is the only time that basically Shawn Michaels and The Rock were ever in the ring uh, together because uh, Shawn's reputation, regardless of how uh, he did change afterwards uh, and came back better, uh, to finding religion and everything, that attitude of his and the history kind of stuck around, and Rock, I think, refused to ever work with Sean. And so we never got to see Sean versus uh, Rock. Hmm. And the only interaction came when Shawn Michaels gave uh, The Rock a super kick when The Rock was going for the people's elbow. Wow. And 18 years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam 2003. The show had the debut of Rob Conway, who interfered in the World Tag Team Championship match, and the shortest elimination chamber match in WWE history, as participants entered in three-minute intervals instead of five. Kurt Angle defeated Brock Lesnar via submission to retain the WWE Championship. Kane defeated... RVD in a low, no holds barred match. Triple H defeated Goldberg, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, and Kevin Nash in an elimination chamber match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Nine years ago, uh, Arian Andrew, aka Cameron, was arrested and charged with driving under the influence in Tampa, Florida. Bad, bad baby. Glad to see that she's got her life back on track. Yeah, I think so. I think she recently appeared uh, with Impact Wrestling for a tournament or something that they had. Uh, might have been for our. Actually, it was the uh, uh, women's tag team tournament that AEW had. She was uh, in there for part of it. Now mm. uh, I think of which brand it was. Oh, moving on to August 25th, 37 years ago in Las Vegas, Nevada, the Road Warriors Hawk and Animal defeated the Crusher and Baron Von Raschke to win the AWA World Tag Team Championship. 30 years ago in Atlanta, Georgia, Sting defeated stunning Steve Austin in the finals of a one-night tournament to win the vacated WCW United States Championship. It's Sting! Sting! 26 years ago in Pennsylvania, Two Cold Scorpio defeated Eddie Guerrero to win the ECW World TV title. 24 years ago on WCW Monday Nitro from Columbia, South Carolina, Martin Art Martin Arn Anderson. Oh, I guess that's his is his first name really Martin? Marty Lundy is his real oh, name. There you go. Uh, Art Anderson announced his retirement from professional wrestling at age 38, uh, giving his horseman spot to Kurt Henning. And not just any spot. Not a liver spot. Nope. His, his spot. His spot. Well, that that always surprised me. Like when I was reading your uh, notes here and uh, was looking for the pictures, I'm like, only 38? I thought he was at least that when he was in WWE in the uh, – late 90s and uh part of the brain busters like 
this man oh, he's one of those guys those those males out there that look actually older than what they are i bet you he was in he was able to get in the bars when he was like 13 or 14. oh yeah like just he looked older than what he ever was now he's uh, looking more his age but yes. still and, and he actually looks pretty good for his age oh yeah uh, 21 years ago in New York City, Mikey Whipwreck and Yashiro Tajiri defeated Jerry Lynn and Tommy Dreamer and Johnny Swinger and Simon Diamond in a three-way dance to win the vacated ECW World Tag Team Championship. 19 years ago, Brock Lesnar defeated The Rock to win the WWE Undisputed Championship. The win would... The win would make the 25-year-old Lesnar the youngest world champion in WWE at the time. And as you pointed out last week, the youngest is still um, Randy Orton. Yep. Ten years ago at an Impact Wrestling taping in Huntsville, Alabama, Mickey James defeated Winter to win the TNA Knockouts Championship. Yeah, and this weekend she's actually uh, producing for the NWA a uh, all-women's uh, empowerment uh, pay-per-view on Saturday and then mm -hmm. I believe she's wrestling on the 73rd anniversary uh, pay-per-view of, of the NWA next night on the Sunday so uh, if you're a Mickey James fan she's leading the women's uh, role uh, I guess still uh, don't want to usually use the word evolution because that's WDE's thing but empowerment uh, and but they're getting women from all the different organizations that are not WWE to be a part of it, and then uh, going over to do the other show the following night, and it definitely helps that her husband's been uh, the champion for NWA for about two years now. Mm. And that's Nigel, right? Uh, no, Nick Nick Aldis. Oh, that's it, Nick Aldis. I just watched a recent Power, um, and. Uh... I, uh, I, I don't know. I got. I always get that name mixed up with the other guy. Anyways, doo -doo 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 -doo, today would have been the 54th birthday of Mike Lockwood, a.k.a. Crash Holly. And it would have also been the 79th birthday to Oral Perez, best known to wrestling fans as the Russian bear, Ivan Koloff. Yeah, the Russian and the final birthday Canadian. for August 25th. It would have been the 90th birthday for Regis Philbin, who made many appearances with wrestlers throughout his career, both um, uh, both on his show and uh, with WWE production. Yeah, they actually, uh, in the Two Dudes with Attitude uh, documentary that they have on the network, they uh, had uh, Sean and Diesel on there uh, mm. uh, from the Regis show. And, of course, Warrior was there. So, so many people tearing up. Uh, yeah, I know Rick Rude was on there. Yeah, I believe Undertaker and Paul Bearer. Hogan, of course. Randy and Elizabeth were there. Nice. Warrior. August 26th, our last day for this week. 46 years ago in Philly, the Blackjacks, lands on Mulligan, uh, defeated Irish Pat Barrett and Dominic Dunucci to win the Triple WF Tag Team Championship. How about that instead of WWF? And Barrett was a substitute for Victor Riviera, who had left, who had just left the company. 
42 years ago in Orlando, Florida, Harley Race defeated Dusty Rhodes to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship back. 35 years ago, WWF taped the first ever episodes of WWF Superstars of Wrestling. Uh, there were a couple of notable bits of trivia with these tapings. Uh, Jesse Ventura returned to the booth for the first time since taking time off to film Predator. Coco Beware made his WWF debut at the taping, and Mick Foley was wrestling as Jack Foley uh, as a tribute to his father. Uh, and he would team with Les Thornton in a losing effort to the British Bulldogs. It was Foley's second ever professional match. Yeah, and he got his uh, jaw broken during the match, getting hit by a, a clothesline, I believe, from Dynamite Kid. Uh, Dynamite did not take it easy on him that night. And, uh, yeah, he made it uh, all these years later. But that was a huge uh, hit and uh, sort of a testing ground. Sometimes yep. uh, guys of his caliber get hit. And wonder if they're ever going to come back. And well, Jack definitely came back, and sure did. Did a whole lot more. Thirty years ago, WWF presented SummerSlam, the match made in heaven and the match made in hell. This one really makes me feel old. Um, the British <laughs> Bulldog, the Dragon, and the Texas Tornado defeated Power and Glory, being Hercules and Paul Roma, with the Warlord. Bret Hart defeated Mr. Perfect to win the WWF IC Championship. Uh, this would be Perfect's final match for a little over a year, as he suffered a broken tailbone and bulged discs in his back and needed time away to recover. During his 15 months away, he transitioned to commentating and managing. And of course, that was a fantastic match. Though he was kind of spoiled uh, um, by the coach that was out there blowing his damn whistle the whole freaking match. Yeah, good old John Tolos. Oh, do some editing. I wonder if that's in there. I wonder if they kept that whistling in there. Uh, actually, I watched it the other day because um, before my surgery, I needed to uh, quarantine and yeah. uh, sat at home and watched uh, one of my favorite uh, SummerSlams, which is 91. And yeah, Tolos is still blowing his whistle uh, <laughs> during that whole thing. I'm not sure if I would just shut it out because I knew it was there. Or mm. if they have uh, edited a slight bit to, uh, yeah, Tolos is still obviously within the thing. And then, of course, you get that really bad interview with uh, the Hart family and uh, mm. uh, Lord Alfred Hayes afterwards trying to interview them as Brett's celebrating with his mommy and daddy and showing them, look, mommy, look what I brought home. <laughs> The National Disasters, Earthquake, and Typhoon defeated the Bushwhackers, Butch and Luke. This match featured the final television appearance of Andre the Giant in the WWF. Virgil defeated Ted DiBiase to win the Million Dollar Championship. The Big Boss Man defeated the Mountie in a jailhouse match. As a result of the loss, the Mountie had to spend the night in jail. They had some very entertaining... And that, uh... and that was funny as shit. Yeah, very entertaining uh, vignettes in between uh, him getting uh, fingerprinted and offering the finger and uh, finally uh, get you flipped on the bird and then they pried open the rest of his hands. Uh, he refused to get his uh, picture taken and he had his head down until they insulted uh, him and they looked up and they clicked the photo and he started complaining. Uh, then uh, one of the final ones, obviously, 
at the end of the whole thing was where uh, he ended up meeting a uh, another a male, a new friend, another male in uh, the cell who wanted to become a really close friend of his uh, that night in the uh, cells in New York. And uh, when they cut away, you could now, if they could edit in the sound to Oz in there, that would be perfect. Yeah, and uh, I think after that one, uh, also they came back because it was just before they ended up doing the uh, wedding because they needed to do those vignettes and help clear out the ring. And uh, they finished off with that, and Heenan and Piper had just lost it and couldn't were uncontrollably laughing during that uh return and monsoon's trying to keep everything going <laughs> uh virgil defeated ted dibiase to win the million dollar championship the big boss man defeated the mountie i maybe i already said that one i can't yeah. remember oh well the legion of well, doom hawk and animal defeated the nasty boys brian Nobbs and jerry sags in a no dq match to win the wwf tag team championship and Hulk Hogan in the Ultimate Warrior defeated the Triangle of Terror, Terror, sorry, Sergeant Slaughter, G, uh, General Adnan, and Colonel Mustafa in a handicap match. Uh, Sid Justice was the special referee. That match is pretty terrible. Uh, I don't really recommend watching it. Um, there you go. Yeah, and Randy and Savage also... married his already wife at the end of the event. Go ahead. Yeah, and then uh, for some sad reason, as much as Vince put everything into this whole wedding storyline, it went downhill for them afterwards, and they were soon divorced in real life. Uh, so it was kind of sad, everything that led up to their the revelation and uh, storyline of them getting together and marrying was all for naught in real life. Uh, but then going back to the Warrior match, this was uh, also heavily talked about with the fact that um, I guess Warrior uh, demanded money from uh, Vince before he went out there and he got paid and uh, that way the match could go on. But as soon as uh, he got chased, sorry, as soon as he chased Adnan and uh, Mustafa to the back with the chair, he made it to the back of the curtain and was almost instantly fired. Yep. The Warrior, a jerk. 19 years ago on, well, I might have skipped, the, there we go, 22 years ago at an ECW on TNN taping, the Dudley Boys defeated Spike Dudley and Balls Mahoney to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship for the eighth time. Moments later, Dreamer and Raven defeated the Dudleys to win the tag team titles. Post-match, the Dudleys were given a standing ovation and farewell as they were headed to the WWF. Yet, uh, this is one of the ones that I honestly had uh, seen when it first aired. I didn't overly watch uh, ECW on TNN uh, too often because it was so hard to locate. It was juggled around after the first couple episodes there. But this was episode number two, I believe, uh, from the Hammerstein. And, uh, yeah, the Dudleys were leaving, but they uh went out and did their the job and honors uh on their way out uh i always enjoyed uh when that happened especially in ring of honor and ecw they would at least do the right thing instead of walking out or jumping ship without uh putting somebody else over but this was actually a really good episode um and worth checking out 
And I know it's on uh, Daily Motion because uh, that's how I was trying to get some of the photos for this. But uh, it's definitely also on uh, the WD Network. So well worth uh, going back uh, for this episode. If any others, great. But go of your way to see this one. 19 years ago on Raw from New York City, RVD defeated Tommy Dreamer in a hardcore match to unify the WWE, IC, and hardcore championships. This version of the hardcore belt would be retired. 14 years ago, WWE presented SummerSlam 2007. The show featured the returns of both Triple H and Rey Mysterio. Some of the matches on the card, Triple H defeated King Booker. Um, Batista defeated the Great Khali by DQ in a World Heavyweight Championship match. I can just imagine that was terrible. And John Zena defeated Randy Orton to retain the WWE Championship. Yeah, there was a certain time when almost every pay-per-view was uh, Cena and Orton and uh, t- juggling the belt back and forth between them. Yes. And 10 years ago, Unico, uh, George Arias, or Arias, uh, began performing as Sin Cara, replacing Louis Irvine. Uh, and that is it for this week in wrestling history. Of course, it's compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CageSideSeats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history and happened to write it down. And long before computers, or at least long before computers were popular. And a big thank you to our sponsor, CoolBet, CoolBet.com, and sports book betting and casino games. Stay cool and bet responsibly. Excellent. Yes, always thank you to uh, CoolBet for all the uh, support that they have for all our shows. A little bit lax at the moment uh, with injuries and COVID uh, reopenings, but... Like I said, we're always keeping this one going and uh, going to get back on schedule uh, once we can. But I thank all our fans for joining us. Uh, if you have any suggestions, comments, contact us on Facebook, on our page. Email us at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com or go check out our uh, page, scumbagswrestling.ca. Uh, uh, we just finished session one of uh, the uh, Predictions League. So all the scores are setting back at zero in time for all out. So you can always join us and uh, get yourself in the tournament trying to uh, win the championship belt. So uh, the details are also on our website, scumbagswrestling.ca. And uh, just a reminder, go to uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, buy one of our shirts, support uh, Steven's Wrestling Journey, and buy the Ontario comic book uh, cover. Any of our other shirts, you're always going to look great with uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. The Raw's War uh, one is going to be going off in just a couple of weeks, uh, maybe a week, I think it is. I uh, just have to upload the new design over at Pro Wrestling Tees, and we'll uh, change this graphic around and do that. And also, reminder, this weekend, go to Heatwave Hot Sauce Expo Summer Market happening at Budweiser Gardens, August 28th, 29th. 35 uh, vendors of hot sauces, all from around Ontario. Uh, check out the uh, craft beer, chicken wings, and live entertainment and more. Tickets are $10 in advance. They're going to be a slight bit higher uh, in person. And, of course, they're going to be following all COVID protocols for the uh, health unit to make sure everybody has a safe time and enjoys themselves. 
like I said at the beginning, Ontario, London is just almost the center of everything. Uh, so it's just a short drive from wherever you are to London, Ontario, and go out and support these these great events. As Jonesy knows, uh, there was a lot of big turnout for Ripfest, and people were safely doing so. You can do that again and support uh, Hot Sauce uh, Heatwave Expo. Yep, let's hope they get a big uh, crowd there. And uh, make sure you go see uh, Rocco's booth. He's got the hot Rocco's sauce there. And uh, go check his stuff out. Yep, we got uh, people we know involved with that. So definitely need to support uh, those that uh, support us. So thank you, uh, Chris. We are going to check out of here. Uh, it's almost 1 o'clock uh, by the time people are finished watching this. Back to work time after uh, lunches, but uh, I have to get my uh, cast off potentially and head up the uh, road to Timmins, Ontario. So hopefully everybody has a wonderful weekend. Uh, we'll get back to our regular podcast uh, very shortly, and we'll be back next week with another edition of This Week in History. So until next time, have a great one.